Welcome to The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management, a show about the incredible potential of owning physical gold, silver, and natural fancy-colored diamonds, what they could do to protect and make you money in these turbulent times. In studio, the president of Guildhall Wealth, Paul Wiseman, our vice president, Jeremy Wiseman, and senior analyst Darren Long, all well-respected in the bullying community and have been addressing and speaking to the public at large via their seminars and speaking engagements for a combined 21 years. And Guildhall's been helping people the world over since 2002 to purchase and own physical gold, silver, and colored diamonds. They are uh, representatives, not financial advisors or planners, and past performance of gold, silver, or diamonds is not indicative of future performance. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver Go to guildhallwealth.com. We always start, uh, Darren, with the uh, the update, the weekly update, the week that was, if you will. John, that was a mouthful. It was good. Thanks, well man. done. Appreciate the intro there. The market update in the week that was was an interesting week, to say the least. Right now, as we're sitting here... Taping the show on Thursday, we have a price in gold hovering in around the 12 to 12.10 range and in silver at around 16.50 to 16.60 range. And that's in line with what our expectations were week over week. We did have a slight pullback during the week. So for those that did take uh, advantage of it, congratulations and welcome aboard to Guild Hall. Owning physical gold and silver is something that is a long-term investment, and we're glad to have you all aboard. I want to start this week with an interesting thing because Paul loves to bring up jobless claims, and we talk about them uh, on a weekly basis, of course, the fluctuations. And if, if, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that it's been a mainstay as part, of our, uh, as part of our repertoire in terms of what we're talking about. And this week was an interesting take because uh, this week, the analysts missed the expectations for what the jobless claims would be, people going on unemployment in the U.S. And I wanted to share with you a couple of different takes on what the jobless claims actually meant in terms of uh, their validity to the market. Is it progressing, getting better, worse? What is the uh, media outlet's take? Now, let's start with CNBC. And I quote, more Americans sought unemployment aid last week, though the number of applications was still consistent with steady hiring. That right there tells me in one sentence that they are basically prognosticating a better and improving economy still to this point. I can go on there a bit, but to say they are suggesting essentially in their brief article, jobless claims, that's ah, not a big deal. 300,000 people claiming unemployment again this week. Whoop-de-doo. We're, we're still seeing that's gains. First, that's first-time claimants. That's right. It is. So, I mean, that's new claimants, right? Now, Market Watch. Here's their take on it, and I quote, The number of people who applied for unemployment benefits surged in late February to the highest level in seven weeks, continuing a recent pattern of sharp up-and-down movements that suggest little underlying change in the health of an improving U.S. labor market. Again, although they suggest there's little unchanged about the number, they are using verbiage that indicates there is an improving U.S. economy. So again, that's two major media outlets down. And here's the third one, Bloomberg. The number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits jumped by the most since December 2013. Last week from a week earlier, a sign of uneven progress in the labor market. So again, another take which suggests that they are not willing to commit to saying it's a negative sign or that the economy isn't improving. Instead, let's spin it so that although it's a bad number, it's 300,000 new claimants for unemployment, it's still not that bad. Now, the truth is very simple, and this relates solely to gold and silver and the reasons you should be owning assets like this. After last week's holiday shortened exuberance over the initial jobless claims, and it was a shortened week because they had 
the uh, the President's Day and they had a couple of holidays here and things like that. This week's uh, claims slam the market back to reality. And it's quite a shock to the everything is awesome crowd. And, um, you know, initial jobless claims did jump by 31,000 to 313,000. But this is the this is the evidence that this is bad. This is the biggest percentage rise since December of 2013. Now, continuing claims dropped modestly, but remain around three and a half percent over the last quarter. But this is near the worst since 2009. And if you go a step further to look at a lousy chart that takes two minutes, you would find out that the trend has actually changed. Initial jobless claims have now begun to rise since quarter three of last year. Well, the other thing is as well, the weather's been very, very bad in the States. Uh, you know, if you've got six foot of snow, it's very hard to go and sign on for unemployment. They blame last year on weather, though. Well, they have to have any, some excuse. It. So even with 30-odd thousand people, claim, new claimants, I think the figure would have been even higher if the weather wasn't so bad. So I think it's probably closer to 50,000 rather than 30,000. So, you know, you look this week, uh, Janet Yellen, you know, was on the Hill giving evidence to how wonderful the economy was. I mean, it's a, just a dog and pony show. I mean, everybody is so nice to her. And every time somebody, I think it was Warren, that asked her some questions which required yes or no answers, she fidgeted something terrible. She wouldn't answer the questions. She went all the way around the houses and still didn't answer the questions. And, you know, it's just crazy. They just come up with absolute BS. This, in my opinion, is the emperor's got no clothes. Who the hell can see it except us? Nobody wants to say how bad it really is. Well, we, we published an article in the Precious Metal Advisor this week titled, Janet Yellen is freaking out about audit the Fed. Here are a hundred reasons why she should be. So just to put out a few here, um, the Federal Reserve determines what levels some of the most important is- interest rates in our system are going to be set at. In a free market, the free market would determine those interest rates. Uh, so she would be definitely defendin- uh, defending that. Um, uh Number 17 on the list, the tax code being 13 miles long. That would be another issue since uh, if they printed the money out of the Treasury, they wouldn't need to collect taxes because they're paying taxes to pay back on the interest Mm -hmm. on the Federal Reserve notes, just to discuss that one. Here's number 22 on the list. The Federal Reserve has stripped the middle class of trillions of dollars of wealth through hidden tax of inflation. And the list goes on and on and on. Please get the Precious Metal Advisor and get and get that uh, article. One eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com online. Darren, what is the uh, the update on Greece, by the way? Well, that was an interesting topic that we we're following last week, and unfortunately, it's getting worse from my Hellenic friends there overseas. Now, Greece suffered the biggest bank run in history. Uh, January deposits plunged back to two thousand and five levels there, and it's one of the biggest question marks surrounding the Greek negotiation, ultimately the bailout extension, was just how panicked would the Greek population and domestic corporations end up being. And I think this is proof in the pudding. They got the extension and voila, everybody ran to the bank to take out as much money as possible. Now, we got this data just this morning. In fact, the Bank of Greece uh, presented its latest January deposit data and it's it's terrible. Following a record $12.2 billion uh, euro monthly outflow greater in absolute and relative terms than anything experienced during any of the previous Greek crisis and bailouts. The total amount of Greek corporate and household 
deposits has now tumbled to just 148 billion euro, which is down 7.7% from the month before and 10% since November. Now, this number is in line with some of the more pessimistic expectation and brings the total cash holdings at Greek banks to the lowest level since August of 2005. And they owe, what is it? Is it 300 or 500 billion? I can't remember right off. 400. 400. There you go. Split the difference. Euros. So there's less money in the Greek banks than what they actually owe, if that's any indication. And this is a real problem because it spells one single outcome, which is there is no good future under the terms of the EU for the Greek people. And it's very unfortunate. I've spoken to colleagues there in Greece, and it is, again, a situation where there are going to be uh, riots and people, you know, well, the best thing they came running up with this wild week was they were going to c- collect from the people that weren't paying taxes and defrauding the government and everything else. How are they ever going to collect the money? How are they ever going to collect taxes from people that don't want to pay taxes? They it's won't. That's happen. the bottom line. The, the country will go into uh, a, a tailspin, and unfortunately, they'll be forced to leave the EU. And They're, the problem is that if they do, the rest of the contagion. EU could 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 collapse. Because yeah, you want so. They're 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 worried about how this is going to well, this is do really it in a, in another, a way. This is another reason why you should own gold and silver because we had this in Cyprus last year, where you know the the banks. Actually, the government confiscated people's money by saying, you know, if you've got 100,000 in the bank, 100,000 euros, we're going to give you back 80,000 euros. Yeah, or if it happened in, if it did start to happen in Europe, you could definitely see capital controls being put in place just to protect, to to help protect the governments in that sense. So, and this is the type of thing that's driving me crazy with just how, how, um, you know, people are waiting for something, give them a sign to, to eventually get into the bullion market. And we're hearing more and more, you know, we're seeing a pickup in, in people buying physical bullion, but we're also seeing people complaining about the exchange rate saying, oh, you know, the exchange rate has, has gone up. So I don't want to buy any gold and silver. I'm going to wait till the price comes back down, which which is great. You know, everyone wants to buy on, on a dip kind of thing. But the fact is, is did you know that this was going to happen? Because I, I know... I mean, I'm not the smartest person in in the room, but I didn't. I had no idea that they were going to drop the interest rate. Great for people who have mortgages on in a flexible rate, but if you're looking to buy gold or silver, it wasn't. And if you were in Russia and the ruble just dropped by thirty percent or so, and now they're experiencing twenty percent inflation, you either owned gold or you didn't. And are, are you? If you were in Russia right now, are you sitting there saying, "Well, I'm going to wait till our ruble goes back up before I buy gold"? It's already too late. So. The, the question becomes, do you have 10% in your portfolio already to, to hedge against devaluing currencies, which is what you just experienced, which is exactly why you should be buying it in the first place? Well, we've had this with Canada. We've actually had our, our currency devalued by 25% against the U.S. dollar. So if you're looking at $16 change for gold right now, it's actually $20 and for change. For silver, for silver, yeah. For silver, yeah. rather. It's $21. Just still cheap. If you're looking at gold at $1,200, in actual fact, it's $1,500 Canadian for $1,200 U.S. gold. So it has maintained its price. Canada is devalued. Europe is devalued against the U.S. dollar. Every country has pushed their currency down and down. Paper currency, fiat currency cannot hold up. Sooner or later, this whole Ponzi scheme is going to collapse. And the one that owns the toys is the winner. That means you need to own hard assets like gold and silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, because 
once the dollar starts to come off, right now it's the best house on the worst street. It's the, the U.S. dollar. It's the U.S. dollar. It's, you know, everybody thinks it's the safest haven. But how safe can it be? The U.S. has got $18 trillion in debt. If you understand what a trillion dollars looks like, it's enormous. You've got another $180 trillion off the books in Medicare, Social Security. That's almost $200 trillion that's out there in paper. It's paper. It's going to collapse. It's just a matter of time. I'm not saying that we're all gold bugs and, you know, we've got gas masks and we've got bottled water to the gingo and tins of meat stuffed away. That's not what we're doing. Gold and silver has been a safe haven for 5,000 years. You can go back to biblical times when 16 ounces of silver to one ounce of gold. Jeremy always comes up with a thing in Roman times where you could buy, you know, a, a toga, a pair of sandals and a bottle of wine, you know, for that ounce of gold. What does it buy today? Does it buy a suit? Does it buy a pair of shoes? What do you buy the same Halloween costume? Well, you know, <laughs> but gold and silver is held up. If you want to buy gold and silver, it's very, very easy. You can go to Guildhall Wealth, go to our e-commerce site, right-hand corner. You can buy product. You can take it home. If you want to buy it, put it in a safe, secure depository that's segregated, allocated. We can do that for you. It's as easy as a click of the mouse. We'll take a short break with a big announcement coming up in the next segment, so don't go anywhere. The number to start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. And back at it, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com to start investing. Uh, Darren, we left off the last segment. I teased a, a big announcement coming from you guys, and it's, uh, it's time for that announcement, my friend. It's been a long time in the works, mm-hmm. John, and we're about to close in on something very special for all of our Guildhall clients and potential clients, and that is we are about to offer within, and for the first time here, within your RSP, the ability for you to hold gold and silver through Guildhall Wealth. Mm, And this is an incredible moment in time. Uh, We've been around since 2002, and we've looked at this at a long, long time. We think we finally found an excellent partner to do this with. We'll be making that announcement very shortly. But in the meantime... This will give anybody the ability to hold physical with segregation, allocation, serial numbers, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium in your RSP, in your TFSA, in your RIFs, in your Liras. If you uh, are interested in doing something like that, now is the time to get in touch with us. We are apologetic to the public that we didn't have this sooner this year, but that being said, we want to make it clear. If you are making the RSB contributions already, please continue to do so. We're not here to give you that advice not to go ahead with that, but you may want to keep a portion of that back in cash sitting in the account ready to go as soon as we get this up and running. This is something we're very proud of. We worked very hard to get to and will benefit thousands and thousands of Canadians. So we're excited to make that announcement. We'll be making it throughout the rest of the show. We're also we're just waiting for the ink to dry on the contract, to be honest. And uh, we're excited because we're offering to our clients the opportunity to own gold, silver in an RSP or a TSFA or any of the other ones that Darren mentioned. But we can give you the bar numbers. This is out of the banking system. 
Not only is it segregated, it's allocated, it's insured with Lloyds of London. You have the bar numbers. You can visit with 24 hours notice your product. Try doing that with another institution. They're not going to let you even see the product. You don't know what it is. And it's the same thing. You know, how many times clients out there dealing with institutions and they want to sell off part of their RRSP or part of their mutual funds and they have to wait a week, two weeks, three weeks to sell off their product and get their money back? We're completely different, completely transparent. This is all about zero counterparty risk. And for the first time ever, you're going to be able to own physical product in your RSP with zero counterparty risk. I was talking about the top 100 reasons in the first segment why Janet Yellen is very scared about the audit the Fed. And um, let's just look at number 50, and I think this will shed some light on why this is so important, even in Canada. The Federal Reserve is supposed to look out for the health of all U.S. banks, but the truth is that they only seem to be concerned about the big ones. In 1985, there were more than 18,000 banks in the United States. Today, there are only 6,891. Now, I can remember in 2010 and 11, while the Greek crisis was happening and in, and in the wake of the 2008 crisis in subprime, we were almost giving a headcount week in, week out of, of the banks that were going under in the States. And it's so important that when you're protecting your wealth that you know that this wealth cannot be touched by anyone. And by having it allocated and segregated in your serial numbers, you are showing that there is no counterparty risk to that. Those bars are yours. No bank can touch them. There's a multitude of great points there, Jeremy, but I'm excited. I mean, I can't wait for this to happen. And again, having taken this long to consider what it would be and how it would look, I think was a smart move on our behalf. We've structured it really well. The terminology to set it up is all there and it's second to none. I would argue it's going to be among the best in the world as far as these types of offerings are concerned. And we're glad to have our clients come along. As an example, I'll tell you, Jeremy and I have done already gone ahead We've opened up our accounts. We're putting some bullion in there. And uh, to take advantage of the benefit of owning that, I want to make clear that if you already have an established account somewhere else, no problem. You can come over to Guildhall. You can take your account from any institution you like and have it transferred over. If you have cash sitting in your RSP, you never spent it, don't feel forced to spend it. Get it in there. Get the tax benefit. Take advantage of it, of course. Talk with your accountant. Talk with the professionals that can help you. We are not financial planners or advisors, so I don't want to give that type of advice on air. But this is uh, the first time in the history of Guildhall that we've had this type of offering, and it's huge. So when Jeremy's talking about all these various problems uh, that we're seeing out there in the world, uh, this is one of the solutions. So I hope that lots of people take advantage of it. I'd like to see everybody at least inquire. If you're listening now, it's a great time to call. It's a great time to look at the website. Get in touch with us to find out more. And uh, hopefully with any luck, you can get uh, a package of information and make smart decisions today. one eight seven seven eight silver and line to guildhallwealth.com. In the meantime, the e-store is an excellent option as well. Jeremy, any more uh, announcements for us today? We have another uh, great announcement for... It's like Christmas around here. Right? We've been working hard at Guildhall. Another announcement is that we now offer automated debit for people's accounts. What this means is it's a lot easier to send funds rather than doing a wire transfer, rather than going to the bank and getting a certified check, which uh, does cost some money. This is absolutely free. 
You can simply sign up to the program, register to the program. This allows you to be able to buy on a consistent basis if you wanted to buy uh, some ounces every month out out of the e-store, for example. So we're making it a lot easier and a lot cheaper. This is an absolutely free service and a very quick service and a secure service to be able to purchase your bullion. So uh, this is a, a great new innovation for us. We're very happy to offer it to our clients. If you want to find out some more information about that, you can contact us through guildhallwealth.com. Sign up to the Precious Metal Advisor as well, and you'll be able to get more of these updates as we're as we're uh, providing them. It takes the it takes the thinking out of it, right? Just it happens yeah, every month. Yeah, absolutely. And getting back to the RRSPs as well, um, and the TSFAs, we will put into your account whether it's one ounce silver maple leaves, uh, ten ounce bars from the Royal Mint, hundred ounce bars from the Royal Mint. The same thing on gold. Whether you want to go a quarter, half, or one ounce gold maple leaf, a one ounce royal mint bar, 10 ounce bars, or even kilo bars, that's what we will be able to put in for you, either royal mint um, or any product that's accepted through the London Bullion Exchange. So everything that we do is completely transparent. We give you the bar numbers in your RRSP or any of these pension plan accounts. If you want to visit your product, it's in a safe, secure depository in Mississauga. We can, as long as you give us a 24 hours notice, you can go visit your product. They will bring out your product. You will have a list of your bar numbers. You can tick it off against the product that's being shown to you. We're also going to be able to give you video, uh, being able to see it by video, mm-hmm. uh, the product as well. So it's, it's an exciting time for Guildhall. It's an exciting time for our clients, and I think the opportunity to buy gold and silver is right now is going to make you money. You know, if we look at the stock market, if we look at real estate, they've all been just going higher and higher and higher. Nothing goes up in a straight line without retracing. And I think the stock market is going to have a correction, and I believe as well real estate, because we've got zero interest rates, it cannot keep on going up and up and up. There's going to be a correction. The safest haven that's going to be is gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. Whether you take the product home, whether you put it in a depository, whether you even want to use finance, it's all available for you. one eight seven seven eight silver and law online to guildhallwealth.com. Click on that e-store like Paul mentioned. Darren. Well, over the last number of weeks, John, what we've been seeing happen in these markets in gold and silver is essentially it's the start and the onset of something new. We talked to David Morgan right before Christmas. He gave us his insight when the price was lower than where it was now. He gave us, uh, you know, not 100% certainty because nobody can be perfect and nobody's going to be 100% certain, but he gave us a pretty sincere outlook for 2015. He believed at the time when we spoke to him, the price was down in the 15 range that the bottom had already come and gone in silver. So far, he's right. We listened to his outlook for 2015, and again, he was adamant that this was a year in which we were going to see a turnaround of both gold and silver, and the various reasons he outlined are the things we talk about every week. Now, in addition to that, we just spoke with the Aiden sisters two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and we ran that here on the show again. And if anybody wants to listen to it, of course, just go to The Real Money Show, and you can see the previous shows there. And that show talked 
exclusively about the U.S. market and the global economy and all the problems we're facing heading uh, into 2015 and beyond. And again, the Aiden sisters reiterated, as did David Morgan, that the bottom was in, in their opinion, in both gold and silver. And again, it held. And uh, we've seen some fluctuation in pricing. And over the last week and a half, gold and silver have been up uh, to slightly higher price range than where they are now. But I'm seeing lots of things happening uh, behind the scenes that tell me this is very similar to what we saw in 2010, 2007, 2005, and in 2003, just before those markets decided to take off. Now, I'll remind everybody that the last time this happened, the price of silver was exactly where we are right now. In 2010, the price was sitting at around this $17 price range. And Jeremy and I spoke, uh, Paul spoke about where we thought the price was heading. And at the end of the year for 2010, it had risen from $17 and change all the way to $30. Now, if that wasn't amazing enough, by the time May 1st rolled around, the market had topped at $49 an ounce in silver and come back. Now, most people don't think about why or the reasons behind investing in silver, why they would invest in silver. But the truth is, silver has so much going for it, John. It's an amazing metal, and very few people actually know what silver is used for and why they would invest based on those reasons alone. Tons. So. Yeah, Jeremy and I were just talking about it, and Jeremy here has a few um, a few usages that he's going to discuss, some of the more uh, well-known usages, but this will give you some insight as to just how widespread silver is in our economy, and going forward, when the economy does finally improve, how much more silver will be used than now. We were talking earlier about uh, Roman togas, and uh, back back during that time, actually, Soldiers would put a silver coin into milk to prevent it from spoiling. spoiling yeah. And this is uh, something that the more you, you start to look into silver and, and what it's been used for in the past, you realize that, wow, the, they, they've sort of buried the wheel at some point. So w- even though we're not reinventing it, it, it's certainly been hidden from us in some ways. And I don't know, maybe that has something to do with uh, big pharma. But uh, certainly the idea of born with a silver spoon in your mouth is uh, is part of history. And why is that? It's because silver naturally absorbs bacteria and all of the medical usages that can go along with that. So whether it's absorbing bacteria for water purification or for Band-Aids for uh, burn victims and things like this, or even if you're moving into athletic wear where it's absorbing that bacteria to prevent the clothes from smelling so you don't walk out the gym with a, with a, a smelly gym bag. And that's just in the medical side of things. And for me personally, what I find interesting is they just had that uh, report from from California about the superbug, and it just made my made me wonder about how silver could be used in that. Because we've certainly read reports over the years that said silver could be used to fight flus and right. and back and and superbugs of the like. So to me, I wonder if silver is being held back in a way from from that industry. But moving on. Water purification, obviously electrical is huge. It's huge in yes. batteries. It's what's helping to make electric cars possible. It's what's helping to make uh, applications and computers and, and things like that smaller. So silver is one of the most used components of one of the most, um, when it comes to patents pending, it's the element that's used in most uh, patents pending. And 
the, the usages only grow and grow and grow at a time where we have the l- most limited amount of silver above ground than at any other time in history, with the most amount of people on the planet than any other time in history. And it all starts to build up to the fact that silver's cheap. We're probably talking through it right now. It, it, you know, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Let's supercharge this a little bit. If you're listening, do you own a cell phone? I know the answer. It's yes. Do you own, have you owned more than one? More than two? More than five? When's the last time you took apart that cell phone before you threw it away or gave it to somebody else, took the silver out of it? Now, to you and me, that's a very, very small, insignificant amount in each phone. But multiply that by millions and millions and even hundreds of millions of phones that have been made and then project that on the future in which arguably I would say 90% of the world will have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. This is just one thing that silver is used in. And it can't be replaced. As of right now, it cannot be. Maybe if the price goes to three, four hundred an ounce, they might think twice about it. But the closest relative that can be used to replace it is gold, and gold is you know multiple times higher in price. So this is just one argument for why usages might add to that. Now, in addition to that, I want to make something clear: the world right now is in a very precarious place. We haven't experienced it here to the extent that others have felt, and I want to point out that we are arguably in a you know, on a rebound. We're not seeing economic growth. We're not seeing economic development. We're not seeing uh, businesses crop up everywhere. We're seeing corporations take over and consume the smaller businesses. Well, they get out with their lives. You know, if they get out whatever they can save, they save. Silver plays a role in all this, and I'll tell you how. The consumers that go out there and buy, have you noticed something? Because I have. During this entire recession, even since 2008, 2009, we could see people living without the day-to-day, you know, things they need. Maybe they went without beer that week. Maybe they went out cigarettes. Maybe they went out. But one thing they wouldn't go without, big screen TVs. Cell phones. Cell phones. Dog iPads. food and cat food. Yes. Well, that's a good that's point. That's amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know. Listen, they're part of the family, right? The fact of the matter is that you see silver in all of these things that people are not willing to part with. They're technology. And this has become a technology, uh, this has become a technology dependent civilization. And that's where it's heading. We're going down that road. Silver is a huge part of that. So even if tomorrow the economy turned around, the US dollar, you know, all the debt was paid off, let's assume all the best things could happen to change this from the way it is now. Silver would become. Such a huge part of that, that the price could conceivably go from where it is at 16 now and forget about 25 or 30 or 40 or even 100. The price of silver could be five, $600 an ounce literally overnight because of the type of demand that would be put upon the market. So this is an interesting point in time. I think you should own some. I think you should own a lot. Well, but you do what you want. Though, Darren, if you look at gold and silver, has been beaten up pretty bad. Palladium is trading at $810. You know, not a long time ago, we were telling people to buy palladium when it was $260 an ounce. Palladium, platinum are used in catalytic converters in the car industry. And obviously the car industry has had a rebound and is doing particularly well. But, you know, where does platinum and palladium come from? The biggest producers of platinum and palladium, Russia and South Africa. And in South Africa, it's been very, very tough with strikes in the mines. And now Russia is hoarding platinum and palladium. And you're going to see these metals go through the roof. 
We'll take a short break, one eight seven seven eight silver and go online to start investing to guildhallwealth.com. The Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM640. Back at it, more of The Real Money Show. The number to start investing, you know it by now, one eight seven seven eight silver Very simple. And online to guildhallwealth.com. Pick up the investor kit and the precious metal advisor whilst there. Guys, let's move on to a, uh, well, one of our favorite parts of the show, and that is talking about colored diamonds. Paul, I know you love this one. I do, but let's just, before we get into the color diamonds, let's mm-hmm. just get back to what we're doing uh, with the RSPs and TSFAs. Uh, we are launching the, the ability for you to put gold and silver into these accounts. If you want to get more information, give us a call at Guild Hall, uh, and we'll be happy to you know get you some information. Getting back to diamonds, it's been a really, really interesting week this week. Um, the... Uh, Hong Kong Diamond Show starts actually Friday, tomorrow. And uh, a lot of the dealers have been sending their product to Hong Kong for the simple reason that they're getting unbelievable prices for the product. Um, the product of natural fancy colored diamonds has become scarcer and scarcer for the quality that we bring to our clients every week, every month, every year. We go out and find the best of the best in natural fancy color diamonds, and it's becoming extremely hard to get the type of quality without paying exorbitant prices. And this is why I'm I'm kind of talking about the show in Hong Kong this week. This will reflect on next week and the week after what the dealers are going to be wanting for their product. If they have an unbelievable show and you know, in Hong Kong and for China, uh, they are buying up diamonds, especially natural fancy colored diamonds, at an incredible rate. They want what we have in the West, and they will pay ridiculous prices to get it. And so the dealers rub their hands together and say thank you, you know, twice a year for going to Hong Kong, and they sell their wares and they sell them at incredible prices. I'm expecting, especially on pinks, to be up in the next month by maybe 20-30% from where we are right now. The incredible thing is we have been looking you know, through the um, Natural uh, Colored Diamond Foundation uh, that have been actually, it's a, a new form group has been going a couple of years, but their partnerships with people like Van Cleef and Arpels, Tiffany's, Cartier, uh, De Beers are members of, of, of this group. And they've been doing reporting and checking on where the price of natural fancy colored diamonds have been over the last 10 years. And they've reported, in actual fact, over the last 10 years, natural fancy colored diamonds in yellows, pinks, and blues combined have gone up about 144%. Now, I don't know how many investments out there have increased by that amount. Um, We think that this is a great opportunity. Natural fancy colored diamonds are extremely rare. Not many people know about it. We've been bringing to our clients, I think, for the last six, seven years, natural fancy colored diamonds. I've been always been a collector, but we brought it to our clients, and our clients have seen the increase in these diamonds. You know, every year they go up, and it's an incredible, incredible investment. If you're looking to retire or you're looking to put your kids through, you know, university, you need to put something away that's going to be safe, secure, that's going to increase in value. For example, pinks alone in the last 10 years have gone up 341%. 
Now, that sounds absolutely ridiculous, doesn't it, John? Big but time. they've gone up 341%. One of the reasons as well is the Argyle mine is potentially going to be closing in 2018. They produce 90% of the world's diamonds in pinks. Most of the diamonds that come out of the Argyle mine are industrial diamonds and brown diamonds. And, you know, let's not go there with brown diamonds because people always say to me, well, brown diamonds, cognac, champagne, chocolate, they're really worthless. They're costume jewelry for me. 10,000 10, brown diamonds for every pink. That comes out of the mine. So, <laughs> but even when we sell a pink, you know, they're so rare. Um, as I said, the Argyle mine produces 90% of the world's pinks, which is actually about one-tenth of 1% 1 of their total production. We sell the, 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 the diamonds that are coming out of the Argyle mine as well are getting smaller. You know, basically, we don't sell anything less than a quarter of a carat. It has to be VS quality because, for me, VS quality is the diamond that's going to go up. If you buy an SI1 or an SI2 in an Argyle pink, it's not going to go up 341%. But the VS quality is, will, the VVS quality is extremely rare. Those are the diamonds that are going to keep on going up. But we have to understand that this isn't a typical investment market, much like any collector market. This is not an investment that you're going to day trade. It's an investment you're going to purchase, and you might not sell for 20 years. The fact is, is the longer you hold on to it, the better it does. So to sell after two, three years, you're, you're really doing yourself a disservice in that sense because the, the diamond, just like fine art, works of art, Your continue, house. Yeah, continue right. year over year over year. So if the plan is to buy that diamond to really make money, if you're and I'm talking about diamonds in the you know let's say anywhere from fifty to uh, two hundred thousand dollars. Look, if you're going to buy a diamond for a million dollars, you could sell it next year, uh, a blue diamond for probably one point three mm -hmm. comfortably. And if it takes a year to find a buyer, okay, it's one point five. You're going to sell that diamond, and you're going to be mad at yourself that you sold it because then you're going to see that in a couple of years' time it's selling for two. That's that's what this market's like. So when you, you know you can't look back. This is very much like I just saw uh, they were featuring a house on on HGTV or City Live, some house in Leslieville that seven fifty and it sold for eight sixty. Mm -hmm. I think something like this. Mm -hmm. Whoever bought that didn't look back. They said. We got our house. We got our house yeah. in Leslieville. We're happy. Same thing in natural fancy colored diamonds. If you sit back and wait for a lower price, it's never going to happen. Now, listen, every so often you might get lucky. You might get lucky. Maybe someone's desperate to sell. We'll tip, your, we'll tip our hat. But in the majority of cases, if you sit back to wait for lower prices, it's never going to happen. Once you have the diamond, you're more than happy that you finally got into the market and what we find is people will generally start to purchase more because they start to get excited and see the growth in the market and also appreciate the diamonds on their own. I mean, even looking at pink diamonds from the Argyle mine, every single pink is different. Very different. They all have different color tones, and it's so interesting to see what miracles of nature they are. And, and why not? It's not like these 50 pinks that came out this year all got mined at once. There were thousands and thousands of pounds of earth that got moved to bring those diamonds out of the ground. And the thing is, though, Paul, it's a matter of education. People are <clears throat> getting on top of this because as I was coming down the hall to record the show, one of the producers here at the station said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go record the show with the Real Money Guys. He turned around to me and says, hey, get me an Argyle pink. I don't know where he learned that term from. I don't know how he found out, but people are learning about these, well, so they're going to get snapped up, right? It's people... 
you know, hear about it, their friends talk about it, you know, they're increasing in value exponentially every single year. They're becoming harder and harder to find. As Jeremy said just now, in last year's tender in 2014, there was 55 pink diamonds. Out of those 55 pink diamonds that went into the tender, there was about 11 VS. 11 VS. The rest of them were SI1, SI2. For people listening for the first time or don't really know a lot about it, SI means that there's inclusions that you can actually see with the naked eye. With VS quality, you need a 10 times uh, jeweler's loop. And with VVS, you need a 40 times microscope to even see the inclusions in the diamond. So you, you're getting the rarest of the rare. But these diamonds are going up at such incredible rates. There is no new mines coming online. It's not like you can do a turnkey operation say, okay, well, we're going to pour some pinks. If there was 55 diamonds last year, and the Argyle tender has been going for 30 years, Let's call it 50 just for the people out there. If there's 30 years of diamonds of 50 per year going in the tender, that's 1,500 diamonds of the top quality that's been out in 30 years. Out of those 1,500 diamonds, they're basically in the half-carat range to about a carat is the average, and about 30% of VS quality. So that means of 1,500 diamonds that have gone onto the market from that tender, only about four or 500 diamonds were of VS quality. If you go to our website right now, guildhalldiamonds.com, you're going to see five or six VS quality Argyle diamonds. They're not from the tender, but they are of tender quality because that's mm-hmm. all we buy. They are an amazing investment. It's an investment that the savvy investor has known about for quite some time. They've purchased Argyle diamonds. They've snuck home, not told anybody about it. But guess what? Today they turn around and say, you know that uh, there's these Argyle diamonds? I was able to buy one for $30,000 you know, 20 years ago. And guess what? It's worth about $400,000 today. And that's what's happened in the Argyle pinks. Now, the next thing that's coming along is because the rarity of pinks and they're becoming harder and harder, yellows have also become extremely popular. And we sell fancy yellows, mm-hmm. intense yellows and vivid yellows and I think we've got the largest selection of internally flawless yellows anywhere in the world today. So between our argyle pinks and our yellows, I'm extremely proud of the collection that I've put together. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com to check it out and start investing, Darren. I just want to add to this in a very layman sense. When I look at colored diamonds, when I first gained interest in owning a colored diamond I kind of overlooked all of the details and the aspects that we might otherwise discuss on the show on a weekly basis, and I kind of looked at the track record. And when I applied some common sense and understood how you buy and how you sell, and it's not the stock market, you don't pick up a phone and call and it's sold the next day, I realized I'd be hard-pressed to find anything, anything out there in the marketplace that would be as consistent in their gains and as consistent in the size of gains as a colored diamond. So I started investing, and one became two, and two became three, and before you know it, we've been through a bunch. And, of course, doing this is just become common sense. It's become very norm for me as an investor. And the money that can be made in colored diamonds is often misunderstood because the person buying can't get over the fact that he can't walk into some place, exchange, and take his diamond and sell it. Yes, I have to come back to Guildhall to sell it because that's where I bought it. And some people will worry that, well, what if Guildhall isn't around in 10, 15 years? 
Well, that's unlikely. It's a family business. We've been here since 2002, and uh, the generations of individuals that are focusing their effort on growing the business tells me that the business is going to be here for the next 50, 100 years. Who knows? But the reality in terms of gains for me is a very simple one. Colored diamonds make money. And if I had ten or fifteen or twenty thousand, I'd put it aside and I'd go and buy a starter stone. If I had fifty or sixty, I'd put it aside. I'd go buy a pink. If I had quarter of a million, three hundred and fifty thousand, if I'm amongst the very astute of the most wealthy, perhaps one percent, and I had that kind of money sitting around, I'd go and buy a blue diamond. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hesitate. I'd look for a pink tender stone. And this is proof in the pudding. We've all done it up here and we're talking as though we know best, but the fact is that we've tried it. Trude, you know, we, we've tried this several times and made money from it. So it works. And the people that are listening to the phone, call us. Ask us how. And that's the bottom line. Sure. So, uh, take a short break. The number one eight seven seven eight silver to guildhallwealth.com. Stick around. We'll get to the relationship between colored diamonds and jewelry next on The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM 640. And back into the Real Money Show. Remember that number to start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com online. You know, uh, Jeremy, I want to talk about jewelry. But just before the break, though, Darren said something. He said, you know, people buy a, a diamond, they fear, you know, what happens if Guildhall's not around in 10 years? Well, they will be. Secondly, it's appraised. You have a GIA. You know, if someone has a Picasso. He's not around anymore. It's still worth what it's worth, right? Yeah. If you bought a Picasso at a, at a gallery that was focused on Picassos, mm-hmm. it would be easy to go back to them. And that gallery is most likely <laughs> right. going to come to you saying, right. you still enjoying that Picasso because yeah. we've got some buyers for you. But if that gallery wasn't around, there's certainly other places to go to sell, to sell it. And also keep in mind that every year, colored diamonds are becoming more popular. So there are... There will be other ways to to sell your diamond, and and it's it's not just we're the only dealer ever, but what we do do is focus on buying absolute best quality that one would want to purchase, and we're very transparent about that. What really sets us apart is that we go and show you exactly why these diamonds are as rare as they are and as special as they are, and and show you the things that other others don't and prove to you why these diamonds are so valuable. And I think that that helps gain trust because most people when they're buying colored diamonds or buying diamonds in general are buying blind. You walk into a jewelry store, hey, look, as long as it looks pretty, as long as the price seems right for what you're buying, you're happy. But inevitably when we go, when we go to cocktail parties or, or dinners, first thing someone will ask us if if we're meeting them for the first time and they happen to find out what we do is they want to they want to know if they bought something for a good price it does come down to price sometimes and price is not everything when you're buying a natural fancy color diamond the first thing you're doing is you're buying the color and we look for even saturated diamonds the next thing that we look at the diamond is the cut because if the cut is correct that diamond is going to sparkle and scintillate. The f- colors are just going to fly off the diamond. The third thing we look for is the clarity of the diamond. You know, is the diamond in a yellow and internally flawless? Is it in a pink? Is it a VS quality? Which means there's very slight inclusions. We don't touch diamonds that are included, uh, you know, all the way through. They are not great investments. You know, it's, it's funny because I know a lot of people it's a small business and a small trade and we know most of the people in the trade and i you know i find it extremely funny when you know some of the other dealers go to our website and say look guildhall's got that diamond on for fifty thousand and i can do it for forty thousand but you're talking about chalk and cheese 
you know, it's completely different. What we sell, what we provide is the service. We've never, ever sold a diamond to a client where they've ever lost a penny, whether they've bought it back, whether it's three years, five years, six years, or whether something's come up and they've needed the funds. They've never, ever lost any money. If we put it up on our website or we remarket it for them, they've always made on their investment, and I'm very proud of that fact. On our team, my daughter is Nicole. She is a GIA Diamond graduate from the GIA. So she knows. She writes blogs every week. We've, we've written a 10-step buying guide to buying a natural fancy color diamond. We want you to understand what you're buying and what you're getting for our expertise. If you were going to go out and buy today a brand-new Ferrari, would you buy one with a scratch and dent? Or would you buy one that's been in an accident and you don't know? Or would you want to buy and pay that same price and get a spanking brand new, shiny, pristine pristine Ferrari that nobody's driven and nobody's knocked the crap out of? That's what we do. We provide the service of going out, meeting with our dealers, and we have a reputation in the marketplace uh, with our dealers. They know what we're looking for. They know the type of quality, and that's what we bring. One eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, what if I want to wear my diamond? How about that? Yes, or be different. Sure. Uh, certainly, we've seen lots of people be successful buying a fancy yellow diamond, for example. You could buy a one-and-a-half carat fancy for under $18,000. You can put it into a setting with, uh, and, and I'm talking bespoke jewelry, where you design the setting you could do that for maybe as much as $2,500. So for under $20,000, you could have the most unique ring, yellow diamond. And if it's a fancy, you put, you put it in a gold cup. You can make that fancy look to be intense. It's going to attract a lot of attention. It's an investment grade. So God forbid one day you had to sell it. It's, a, it's gone up in value. It hasn't lost value. And I think this is something that people should look at when they're thinking about buying a, a ring in general, a diamond ring in general, you could say, let's be different, number one. Number two, for the same money, I'm going to buy retail for something that is not going to keep its value. You can buy something that's going to continue to grow in value and attract a lot of attention. And, and wh- why else are we buying jewelry for our loved ones but mm-hmm. to say, you're special. I want people to notice. Thank you. And one of the funny things is, is, is from the Fancy Color Research Counts, um, Foundation is they're tracking the prices of where natural fancy colored diamonds are as well as white diamonds. And, you know, if you're buying a one-carat to three-carat white and you're buying D-quality, internally flawless, those stones actually over the last 10 years have gone up about 20% total. Um, Whereas natural fancy colored diamonds, as I said in the previous segment, whether the yellow, pinks, and blues combined have gone up about 141% in 10 (laughs) years. So... It's a question of changing people's mindset of white diamonds. White diamonds have been advertised like crazy. White diamonds, diamonds are forever. You need to get into an investment diamond, something that's extremely rare, and that's what you should buy. Give us a call at Guildhall Diamonds. 
get the 10-step buying guide, and we will show you along the way how to make money in these markets. One eight seven seven eight silver and guildhallwealth.com is the website Paul's speaking of. Darren, just uh, recap metals for us before we wrap it for another week, would you? Well, it's a consistent week in both silver and gold held in price range. We're expecting big things. As I said earlier in the show, we look to be phasing towards higher pricing of both gold and silver. And a couple of events, big events that are going to drive this market are up and coming. We'll keep people in tune. Stay tuned for RSP contributions. They're coming soon. And uh, listen, this was a great show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Get out there and start investing. The number one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com online. Make sure you pick up the investor kit and the precious metal advisor. This has been The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM 640.